Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. And I am your host, Nora Muhammad. And I am so excited about this episode. And I'm I'm excited about the information that I am uh, grateful to share and I'm blessed to share. And I hope that the listener who's receiving this not only shares it with others and shares the Nora Speaks podcast in general, but also shares the information and uses and applies the information that's going to be shared with you. This is episode 171 of the Nora Speaks podcast. And I am uh, just very grateful to have you as my listener, to have you tuning in to this episode. And if this is your first time listening, I encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes, I encourage you to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified when new episodes are dropped and you can get that in your inbox or you can be notified on your smartphone. This episode, I'm kind of taking um, a page out of the CDC or Dr. Fauci's book, if you will, as he encourages Uh, citizens to follow the science. And in this case, I'm encouraging you to follow the science and cancel the swine, meaning the hog, the pig, pork, however you describe uh, pork products. I am encouraging you to, to cancel this damaging and dangerous meat from your diet, from your household. Now, you know that I am Muslim. And, you know, there are so many jokes that have been told uh, to me personally, and I've seen it on television. When there's a Muslim present, here come all the pork jokes. Here comes all the bacon jokes. And I know that people like to poke fun at the Muslims regarding our bean pies and uh, our uh, abstaining from eating the pork. And some think that we abstain from eating the pork because it's just uh, religious. It's it's we don't eat it because of um, our religion, which also suggests that if I was to change my religion, then I would change my diet and include pork, which is totally not true. And I can say it's probably not true for most Muslims. As a follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I'm a member of the Nation of Islam. We are fully educated in so many aspects of of life, but one very specific is is the diet, what we eat, how much we eat, and how often we eat. Because as um, my religion is Islam, your religion may be Christianity, your religion may be Judaism, you may follow Buddhism. Any practice uh, that we use to guide our lives, that should include... um, information, teachings, principles to help us 
achieve and maintain optimal health. And so it just so happened that I uh, became Muslim in uh, 1994. And when I became acquainted with Islam, I also became acquainted with why I should exclude pork from my diet. And it just so happened to come because uh, I was acquainted with Islam. But there are other people who do not eat pork for health reasons, whether it's part of their religion or not. I know the Seventh-day Adventists do not eat pork. And, you know, I have an aunt who's a Seventh-day Adventist. And I remember being a young child and knowing that there was a reason why she didn't eat pork. Um, I didn't understand it as a young child. But certainly as I entered into young adulthood, I understood that. And she and I kind of stood out as two members of my family, my Christian family, who abstained from pork. And we were the um, the oddballs, if you will. And uh, I'm just grateful that I learned why I should abstain from pork. And so I'm going to share with you why we should cancel the swine. Now, this episode is not asking you to change your religion. It's not asking you to change uh, your philosophies, your how you identify God, whether you say God or Allah or Jehovah or Yahweh. I'm not asking or suggesting any of that. This is a message that I'm sharing with you because I care about my people. And if I care about my people, then I have to share information that may be unpopular and Some may have already uh, turned off this episode. What she's talking about, be putting down my bacon. Oh, no, I'm going to turn this off. Uh, She's talking about me putting away my ham. I can't listen to Nora. I'm going to skip this episode. Some may not have pressed play because I talk about canceling the swine in the episode title. Um, But if you've listened this long, then you may be interested in what I'm sharing. And I do encourage you to share this with your family and with your friends. Now, let, let's just talk about the, the pork. Let's talk about the pig, the hog, the swine. And we're going to talk about the animal in itself. And I'm also going to share in this episode uh, what happens to our bodies and, and the health implications that uh, can occur and do occur when we eat the pork. Now, First, just know that eating pork does have a harmful effect to the eater. I'm going to describe the how and the why, but let's just start with the fact that it's harmful. It's a dangerous meat. Now, religious texts, whether you're reading the Holy Quran, whether you're reading the Bible, they encourage you to avoid this meat. And for some of us, uh, there's justification Um, Some say, well, that was in the Old Testament. You know, Jesus doesn't talk about that in the New Testament. And we can, as readers of the scripture, reinterpret or distort anything that we read to kind of fit our lifestyle, fit our habits. um, Or we could just dismiss the guidance that we get all together. And we have uh, the right to do that. Um, But I'm going to share with you what I believe you should know what your family and friends should know so that our community can rid itself of so many um, health concerns, health issues, and health disparities that are avoidable by our lifestyle. Now, I'm going to tell you up front 
This episode is going to be very dense with information. I'm sharing a lot because there's a lot to share and because I want you to know a lot. So, um, you know, you, you're going, you hear this uh, low beat that I've inserted into this episode so that you can kind of bob your head or be a little entertained while you're getting this information. Now, let's learn about the pig. The pig itself, the hog, the swine, the boar, it is a sick animal. Many may not know this, you may not know this, but the pig is a, an animal that's grafted. It's an animal that is a mix of the rat, the cat, and the dog. And we know that the rat and cat are enemies. We know that the dog and cat can be enemies and that these, enemy, these uh, animals are enemies to each other. And when we eat the pig, which is a combination of all three, then that its flesh can become and will become an enemy to us. The pig is not an animal that is made to be eaten. Um, I remember being very young, growing up in a rural area, and one of my babysitters, she and her husband had a little farm behind their house, and they had chickens and, 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 and pigs and dogs and um, cows. I think there were some horses back there. And I recall that the hogs that they had ate everything. I mean, the pig is generally used as a uh, trash receptacle, a garbage collector. It just walks around eating. It eats the excrement, meaning the feces, the waste of other animals. It eats garbage. Uh, you just throw your trash in the backyard. You don't have to worry about um, your municipality picking up your garbage. All you need to do is toss it out back and the pigs, the hogs, they will eat that. And not only do, do these animals eat garbage, maggots, and decay, these animals will even eat a cancerous growth that is growing on another pig or uh, any other animal. Um, generally, pigs do not live long lives. They're usually bred, they're slaughtered, and they are processed for eating. And one of the reasons why growers or farmers do not um, keep pigs for a very long time is because generally after six years, the presence of cancer is diagnosed in the animal. Now, I'm going to share with you um, what makes the pig such a toxic animal so much so that it develops cancer at a very young stage or early stage in its life. Um, and that's gonna come up in a second. Um, so first know about its flesh, about its tissue, the living tissue, or the, the tissue that's in the living animal of the hog, of the pig. It has an overabundance abundance of mucus and fatty connective tissue. It has a fatty degeneration of the cardiac muscle, the, the, the muscle that's in the heart, and the liver develops edema. Edema is swelling. And we know if there's some swelling, that's inflammation, right? Now, when we eat it, that mucus connective tissue 
that lymphatic material, which does include irritants and toxic hormones, they are consumed by its eater. A pig is, a, is an animal uh, that is generally used if a, a farmer finds a, a snake nest, like a rattlesnake nest. And the farmer will put the pig where the snake nest is because the, if the pig is bitten by a poisonous snake, it is such a poisonous animal, it does not die, right? Listen to this. If the pig is bit by a poisonous snake, the pig will not die. Even if you were to feed the pig lye, right, or strychnine, or, or there's, I mean, there's a lot of toxins or toxic material that if you feed it to a pig, the pig will not die. The pig um, is such a toxic animal that uh, it has a sewer line, if I can call it that. It's a sewer line that is constantly oozing pus on its forelegs. Now, those who have eaten, uh, what is it, pig feet, when you eat that, your fingers get sticky. Have you thought about why we're eating a meat that has that stickiness in it from from the meat? Um, the pig, when it's slaughtered, it has to be processed right away. Um, you know, I've known folks who kill deer, who, who hunt and, you know, they'll carry the deer home and they'll get to the processing of it. With a pig, you have to start that processing right away because one, the meat will develop a bad taste but also um, worms and insects are more attracted to the dead flesh of the pig. So the farmer or the butcher or whomever kills the pig, they have to process it right away because it attracts those, uh, those insects, larvae, worms that are attracted to decaying meat, more so than let's say someone was to slaughter a cow or a deer. Um, some people think that if you cook it at the right temperature, then those worms will be destroyed. And as I will share with you a little bit later, that is not necessarily true. And I will share some of the repercussions of eating that flesh that is uh, burrowed with worms. Now, I mentioned before that the pig is a toxic animal, so much so that even a poisonous snake can't kill it. So let let me share with you why and why the pig is toxic and what makes it so toxic. And we can start talking about the digestive system. Um, so one, first, let me back up. Remember, pigs eat garbage, trash, maggots, uh, diseased flesh from other animals, right? So we think about you are what you eat. Now, why we are consuming an animal in the first place that that eats such garbage waste i mean none of us would say uh yeah i'd like to eat a fly right we know what a fly is attracted to well guess what the pig eats it right you see flies landing on uh, a feces and waste 
well, the pig is eating the waste. And why are we eating the pig? But let's move on. So the pig, let's talk about its digestive system. The pig can digest or will digest what it eats within four hours. That is a very, very uh, fast digestive system. And fast does not mean good, right? When we digest food, our body is separating out the nutrients. We are eliminating the toxins, right? So we want our digestive system to be unrushed so that it can process as it needs to so that it can keep us healthy. Let's compare a pig's digestive system with a cow. A pig has one stomach. The cow has four stomachs. And the cow can take 24 hours to digest its vegetarian diet. Now remember, if an animal dies on the farm, you can feed it to the pig and the pig is gonna eat its decaying flesh. And it will have processed that within four hours, it will eliminate that and then it will eat its own elimination, right? So just from its digestive process, we know that the pig is not processing uh, and, and ridding itself of toxins so that it can be an animal that's in good health. Hence, why cancer develops so quickly in the animal. So the pig contains the toxins that it's eating and then we eat it. Another reason why the pig is such a dangerous and damaging animal to us, the pig carries in its flesh, in its living flesh, parasites, tapeworms, and viruses. Now, I said earlier that the, the worms and the parasites, you know, folks say, well, if you cook it at the right temperature, if you cook it for the right amount of time, not necessarily so. So in addition to not being able to destroy the worms and the parasites within the meat of the pig, the pig also can contain 30 viruses that it can pass on to whomever eats it. Right. So if the pig has... Uh, a virus and we eat the pig we're going to consume that virus um something else that many may not know about the pig is that the pig doesn't sweat right when we sweat when we sweat other animals sweat the sweat is a means of eliminating toxins right you can get rid of some toxins through urination and through sweat well a pig does not sweat so let's let's back up and think about it the pig eats waste. The pig's uh, tissues are full of mucus and, and lymphatic material. The pig oozes pus out of its legs. Um, the pig carries tapeworms and parasites and viruses that we consume when we eat it. And then the pig doesn't have uh, a mechanism to remove toxins even through the sweating process. So. Whatever the pig, pig is, eats, virus it has, then we too are going to have those same uh, conditions. And we can um, um, even think about the worm that's in the pig, the tri trichinella worm. Um, and now we're getting into the health implications of eating pork. How eating pork impacts the human body. So I mentioned the trichinella worm. That's a worm, and it can go by a different name. Some people call it the trichnosis, the trichnosis worm. Um, 
This worm, when we eat it, when we eat it, it causes a sickness. And it comes from eating pork that's infected with the worms. And we can start seeing symptoms about a week after eating it. Um, now this is not, uh, this is specifically talking about this worm. When I say about a week, there are adult female worms that are inside our body that are alive and that are producing larvae and that is released into our bloodstreams. And once it's in our bloodstream, then it's going to burrow into our body's tissue, into our muscle. And once these worms, the larvae, once these eggs hatch and these worms are burrowing inside of our bodies, we can experience headaches, we can experience fevers, we can have weakness, muscle pain and tenderness, we can have sensitivity to light and pink eye and swelling of our face and our eyelids. And the critical part about this is these symptoms, headache, fever, weakness, muscle pain, we can say, oh, I think I have a, a virus. No, you may have a worm, right? But because these things can uh, mimic other conditions, then we might not have our doctors looking for a worm because we're attributing the symptoms to other things. So in addition to the pork uh, giving us trichnosis, the illness that's caused by eating the, the meat that's infected with the worms, pigs carry hepatitis E. Right, Many of us have, have heard and talked about hepatitis B, hepatitis A. Well, there's a hepatitis E that can cause, like other hepatitis viruses, it can cause a serious liver infection, swelling of the liver. And this is only spread by consuming the virus. And again, we're consuming it when we eat the meat. Now, I mentioned that the pig is an uh, animal that's grafted. It's a rat, cat, and a dog, right? People, if you have a rat in your house or, or mice in your house, if you will, then you, people get cats to try to catch them, scare them. And I said that these animals are enemies to each other and the meat becomes an enemy to our health because our body, our body's systems is not able to manage or deal with the excess fat, cholesterol, growth hormones, the, the mucus uh, swelling substances and other toxic toxins, our bodies do not manage that well. And so the pork products that we eat contain factors that put stress on our body and can, can sustain uh, and maintain illness in those who eat it, right? So what doctors don't do, but doctors should do is attribute pork as a primary factor that contributes to our disease. What, what, what do I mean? What I mean is when we go to the doctor, a good doctor should say to us, us, what are you eating? Tell me about your diet. And if you are telling your doctor that your diet includes pork, then your doctor should say, ah, we're going to identify pork as the primary reason why you're sick. So instead of me giving you a pill as a doctor, instead of you me giving you an injection as a doctor, I should, if I'm a good doctor, say, wait, stop eating pork and come back to me. 
stop eating it immediately and let's see if some of these symptoms resolve. Because pork is a contributing factor to disease. Now, um, there's something called homotoxins and, and they're called human poisons. And when we eat them, because it's in the meat, these toxins are in the meat of the, of the pig, in the, of the pig's flesh. When we eat that, our body's defense mechanisms are activated, which looks like inflammation, which looks like fever, which looks like swelling, right? So if we have a, an infection, we get inflammation, we get fever, we can have swelling, right? Well, that's our body's way of defending itself and managing that bacteria, managing that infection. And this is what happens when we eat pork. Our body acts as if and reacts as if there's an infection present. And I'll just add, uh, I'm talking about, you know, uh, how and why pork is not good for us and the implications it has on our health. Um, the World Health Organization, it has reported, it might have been in 2013, I don't recall the date, um, but I'm going to have several um, sources that I'm going to leave in the show notes because I know some may say, well, here goes another Muslim talking about why I shouldn't eat pork. Here goes another Muslim telling me not to eat pork. So the, the sources that I'm going to share with you, one is going to be a Muslim source, specifically um, how to eat to live from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a book written by him. But I'm also going to include sources that are not from a Muslim site so that you don't think that I'm trying to give you a religious message. I am trying to share a message that is one to help us protect our health and maintain our health. So um, the World Health Organization, right? Not a Muslim organization here. The World Health Organization has reported that pork is a primary cause of cancer. Eating the processed pork um, products, which includes ham, bacon, sausage, hot dogs. It's a primary factor that causes cancer. Now, this isn't, you know, nor the Muslim saying it. You know, this isn't Muhammad, the Muslim saying it. This is the World Health Organization sharing with us that pork is not good for our health. Now, I'm going to recite a list, a list of health impacts of eating the pig, eating the hog, eating the swine, fever, inflammation, Thickening of the neck, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Swelling, infections, boils, abscesses of the sweat glands. All this, all this that I'm reading and sharing with you comes from eating the pork, eating its meat, eating the hog, eating the swine. Joint pain, muscle aches, eczema, the flu, gastroenteritis, Biliary colic, which is uh, a steady or a, an intermittent pain or ache in the upper abdomen. It's on the right side of the rib cage, and it happens when something is blocking the normal flow of bile from the gallbladder, gallstones, and disorders of the bile ducts, inflammation of the bile ducts, inflammation of the gallstone, inflammation of the appendix. We've heard of appendicitis, weight gain high blood pressure, 
dermatitis. Derm represents skin, so that's skin issues. Leg ulcers, a fatty degeneration of our liver. Arthritis, arthritis, browning of the and uh, browning and reddening of the eyes. And I know we've seen folks who have like that brown or, or reddish tint to their eyes. And I mentioned uh, hepatitis E, and there have been studies that have shown that there is a correlation between poor consumption and multiple sclerosis. And, you know, many of us have never heard of this. And, and I just read a very, very long list of health impacts of eating the pork. Now, if you're still listening, if you're still with me, I'm grateful. I hope that if you are a pork eater, you are reconsidering your diet. Now, I'm just going to share a, a study that was done. Um, there was a study that was done where scientists fed mice with pork. And they fed some mice a diet that did not contain pork. And what they, and what they saw, what happened to the mice, not only did the mice develop cancer, as they age in various parts of the body, but they also became cannibals and began eating <laughs> other mice. Now, some of the mice that did not, that were not fed pork, uh, they developed some diseases, but there were fewer cases of cancers, skin issues, and fatal issues, fatal uh, illnesses in the, in the mice. However, the mice that were not fed pork did not develop into cannibals. Um, I'll share another study. There was a scientist that wanted to see what happens when we eat pork. Where does the pork go? And so doctors have, and scientists have developed a, a way to use radioactive, radioactive isotopes. And so when they are consumed in the body, then doctors through imaging can see where those isotopes uh, become located after consumption. And so in this case, the scientists took bacon that was, um, that was taken from the back of the pork's neck. You know, bacon can be taken from various parts of the pig. The bacon that was taken from the back of the pork's or the pig's neck was ground up and it was mixed with radioactive isotopes and it was fed to people. And the doctors, the scientists were able to track those radioactive isotopes and see that the bacon taken from the back of the neck went to the back of the necks of its eater. So I've, in my research, I've seen multiple times where it's reported that um, um, fatty necks, you know, that neck fat that a lot of people have, studies show that that comes from eating pork and I mean there are so many studies that have been done with eating pork and so I shared with you a few things about the pig and why the pig or the hog or the swine is a toxic animal and why it's a toxic meat I've shared the health implications and what happens to our bodies and our health when we eat the pig and so I will just conclude by saying we should stop eating it. It is a problematic meat for us to consume. Now, 
think about what I've described in terms of the pig and it's 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 a mucusy pussy uh, inflamed animal and when we eat this this is um, consumed by the eater and then we start developing illness from the toxic nature of that meat now some folks think well I will just cut back well scientists have done studies on that and what their research has shown is that even if someone consumes pork on an occasional basis then their body still has an immediate defensive reaction right which can include itching inflammation swelling pain disorders of the the gallbladder uh appendicitis or inflammation of the appendix joint pain um eczema dermatitis and all kinds of skin issues so even if you say well i will just cut back then your body is still going to react i mean it's it's like someone saying well i'm going to cut back on how much arsenic i consume right it's still poison and it's still doing damage to your body and um, for those who do not eat pork do not consume pork when they accidentally ingest pork they become painfully ill what is it about this animal that is so damaging to the body that immediately upon eating it a non-pork eater we become ill because the, the the pig is a toxic animal it's a poisonous animal and when we eat the pig not only do we start looking like it but we can start acting like it so i encourage listeners to abstain from eating it do not touch it and i would even go so far as to say don't even be present when it's cooked and like me when i grew up you know i developed or inherited habits in my diet from the family that raised me and once i learned better i was mature enough to take the information and i applied it to my life and i decided that that's not an animal that i want to continue consuming and i encourage you to use the information that you've been given in this episode episode 171 look it's time we have to cancel the swine right i shared science with you right dr fauci the world health organization the cdc the fda they tell us follow the science well the science shows that we should cancel the swine our body our health will be better for it you know there's so many uh people coming on the news talking about COVID 19 and talking about you know why black people should become vaccinated because we have uh, health issues that are comorbidities and um, pre preconditions that make us more vulnerable should we uh, become infected with COVID-19. Well, those preconditions, those comorbidities, we have those because of our lifestyle, primarily our diet. So if we improve our diet, then we improve our overall general health, thus making us less susceptible 
to um, negative outcomes or fatal outcomes if we should get the flu, if we should get COVID-19. And so it's very important that we think about what we're putting into our mouths. The pig is a nasty, disgusting animal. I mean, it will eat and eat and eat and eat. And then it will sleep and then it will wake up and eat and eat and eat again. Why should we put that meat into our bodies, right? My body is my temple. Isn't that what we say? Well, if you respect your body, if you honor your body, if I honor my body, then we would make the best choice so that we can keep our body in shape and in good health. I hope this episode has been informative to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Please share this with others. Share this with your friends, with your family, so that they too can be availed to information that they may not have had. I I didn't know this when I was growing up, uh, but once I learned this, I couldn't believe I had grown up eating such a filthy, nasty animal. And so now that I, I know better, I'm doing better. And I encourage you to do the same. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay in peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at norispeaks.com. You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.